Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes that, for no other reason, your host finds interesting. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, a position I've enjoyed for over three decades. In just a moment, we'll explore today's topic. You can find and listen to this podcast via any podcast app by searching for Weather Jazz, one word. Every episode is also available via the website weatherjazz.com, which is also where you'll find any accompanying information and links to which I may make reference. And this is episode number 73 for Thursday, May 30th, 2019. Obviously, a lot of crazy, crazy weather going on in the last two and a half weeks, especially in the Midwest, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Missouri and Iowa, but occasionally that severe weather rounded the top of the ridge of high pressure and fell into the Ohio Valley. One of those rounds pushed into northern Illinois, then Indiana, and then southwest Ohio, and uh, that was early in the week. That was on Monday with the tornadoes, a, a huge outbreak of tornadoes, the likes of which apparently we've not seen since the Xenia outbreak of the 1970s. Well, good evening to everybody. I wanted to get this out tonight uh, as quickly as we could. I just got off the phone with a wonderful friend. He was one of my interns here at WJW Television. His name is Michael Joyce. And he is the meteorologist, one of the meteorologists on the team down at Fox 45 in Dayton. And obviously, uh, he was very, very busy in more ways than one. Uh, Obviously, there was a big weather element, but there was a personal element that was going on all at the same time. Rather than my telling the story over again, I'm going to let Michael tell it in his own words. And, of course, we get into some of the specifics of the uh, tornadic activity of Dayton on Monday night. So here's the conversation I just had with meteorologist Michael Joyce from Fox 45 in Dayton. Michael, good to have you tonight on Weather Jazz. Hey, Andre, good to be with you. You know, I'm going to spin this around just as quickly as I can. I told uh, all of our listeners uh, that I would be speaking to you today. And uh, I would spin this around so that the the data would be as fresh as possible. But before we do anything, I want to first of all congratulate you on your uh, recent uh, wedding. Uh, You were getting married while all of this crazy weather was happening, weren't you? Yes. Um, Yes, you don't mind me uh, diverging a little bit to tell you about the weather side of that day. Um, this past Saturday, uh, May 25th, yes, I, I got I got married in Columbus, and as soon as we arrived at our venue, um, there was a severe thunderstorm watch issue, mm-hmm. and uh, that was right, right after two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the Cleveland area, all the way through Dayton and Western Indiana, was included in this watch, and uh, we, we we had some time to take some outdoor pictures, do a first look, that sort of thing, and. It came to be about four, an hour before the wedding, and the uh, coordinator wanted to know if we 
wanted to move it inside due to some storms coming and i was i was thinking just about the rain which was actually an hour behind it but what i was originally neglecting in the craziness of it all was the gust front that was coming ahead of it and um it turns out we made the right decision to pull the ceremony inside because at 5 30 we had a 48 mile per hour gust come through that part of columbus right wow that's and you were in columbus so you were not in dayton and of course dayton is where you work at fox 45 and if anybody right. yes if anybody wants to check you out uh, what is the website uh, for fox 45 uh, yeah, you can find a whole a whole plethora of information from uh, our coverage at fox45now.com. Oh, very, very good. All right, so you were in the process of getting married, and uh, the, this whole weather system migrated from Illinois and Indiana. I was actually working and watching this line coming through, and uh, lo and behold, it uh, moves into Dayton at 11, 11.30, and we're seeing reports of a large wedge tornado visible from downtown Dayton uh, to the north. And so we're yes. thinking, my goodness, this is, I didn't realize at that point that uh, you had your wedding this weekend, not until I called you a few days later to let you get your, catch your breath, did I realize that you were getting married in, in, in all of this. So take me back i would imagine uh at that point uh you felt you needed to probably head back uh to the station to help out and and maybe think about uh, taking a a weekend honeymoon later that's a, yeah that's absolutely right um you know thankfully we decided to we're, we're holding off of the honeymoon until september okay um but yeah i was originally supposed to be off until today today was the day i was going to go back and work the evening shift but uh i tuesday monday rolled around and i i tur- i was away i was actually at my parents house up in mansfield and uh we decided that i was just going to turn my phone on said if they need to call me i'll i'll drive back and the next morning i i didn't get, i didn't get a call yet uh, so I texted our assistant news director. I said, hey, you know, I'll be back later today. Let me know what you need. I'll come back a day early if I have to. So uh, we did. We I dove right into coverage starting on Wednesday morning at 2.30 a.m. We had a plan to, to try to get out, get crews out to as many sites as uh, possible. It's just, it's, it's almost unimaginable about how many damaged sites there are because this tornado uh, n- not this tornado, but 14 now, as of this afternoon, rolled through our viewing area. And I think uh, the National Weather Service in Wilmington has uh, has actually updated that since you last saw it, and it's now 17. Uh, through our DMA, ah, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in fact... Um, I think we're at 20 statewide now, mm-hmm. uh, potentially more. Um, I'm actually coming to terms with it as well. I was working until about uh, this, uh, this Thursday. I worked until almost 1.30, so I went home and took a nap. Um, and during that, the, the, the most powerful one uh, that worked through western Montgomery County, so from about Preble Montgomery County line near Brookville, Ohio, uh, moving to the uh, about the I-75 corridor, uh, that stretch was just upgraded to EF4, and they're now estimating those wind uh, speeds up to 170 miles an hour. Wow, wow. Something Is that the one that just slid by New Madison? 
New Madison. Um, that one, New Madison, I believe, was EF2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one that started near Brookville, which is actually not too far south. I'd say that's about maybe five to eight miles south where uh, this path started. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a multiple path, and eventually they'll plot all of this on a map, and uh, we'll be making that available in the coming uh, weeks when that gets issued. Uh, and uh, we'll do that right on weatherjazz.com. And I will also post on episode number 73, which is this one right here, on weatherjazz.com, any maps that I can find. I'll go ahead and repost for those that are interested in what is going on. Um, obviously, this is probably an outbreak that uh, the likes of which Dayton has not seen in quite some time. Uh, is there any data on the last time you had to deal with something of this magnitude? Um, and from, from what I'm reading right here, uh, that our uh, meteorologist, uh, meteorology and news team are gathering this afternoon, uh, I understand that this is the worst since the uh, Xenia tornado mm. of 1974, that wow. whole super outbreak. Wow. Now, you personally... Uh, right from your own eyes, have seen some of the damage that has occurred along with uh, this uh, tornado, tornadic outbreak. Uh, tell us about what you saw. Now, I've seen an EF4 in northwest Ohio, uh, just outside of Toledo in 2010, and nothing could have prepared me for what I saw. Um, and and right. that was uh, houses that were completely gone, and right next to it, houses that were untouched, other than maybe a shingle or two that was gone. Did you see the same thing? Absolutely. In fact, uh, this is why I wanted to... This is why I'm not surprised that the tornado was upgraded to EF4. Uh, the one neighborhood we specifically went to today for our morning show coverage was in the city of Trotwood, uh, which is just west of or northwest of downtown Dayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in western Montgomery County, and this is uh, what was very remarkable about this neighborhood. The one home was near; it, it was on a slab, so no basement, unfortunately. Uh, it was nearly completely wiped away, and I, I, I thought this is just this is just intense. And what was also remarkable next door was another brick home that was had its roof half torn off and what looked like a hole punched into the brick wall about five bricks tall and about three bricks wide um but the rest of the structure was still mostly standing and uh this shows the resilience of the the people of trotwood uh those people that lived in the house that had the hole punched through they put a sign on their door that said it was a big sign on their front door that said we are safe god bless everyone Wow. And they they just they wanted to let everyone know they wanted to let rescue crews know that they were okay. Mm-hmm. And the woman in the house next door that was nearly totally destroyed, no basement in the home on a slab, and she wrote out the tornado in her bathtub. She was pulled out of the bathroom with uh, um, folks in the neighborhood, uh, and that likely saved her life. Wow! Amazing. And there will be stories, I would imagine, uh, in the coming days, even weeks and months, that will surface uh, with similar stories of, of survival and the resilience of people and the really the goodness of people 
Uh, that's one of the things that really came out in Northwest Ohio back in 2010, and that right. was the, the goodness of people uh, when when uh, when everything just came down on a community. The whole community rises up, and uh, you may not see that goodness until something disastrous like that would happen. Uh, but uh, it was actually a good thing to see, um, not the disaster portion, but the goodness of the people all around. Uh, and uh, collect these stories, and perhaps we'll have you back on in a month or two or as the weather settles down. And uh, when you uh, tell me that you have some great stories to tell, we'll have you back on and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll put the uh, put the spotlight to them because uh, those are the things that uh, that really encourage me uh, as a meteorologist and also just as a human being to watch people come to the rescue of others. Absolutely, and I just you know one more thing I want to say exactly about that, and it, it seems like every every school in the area, every church in the area is collecting water. Mm. Uh, we met up with a group today uh, that, at, this was at Trotwood Madison High School, uh, which just let out of school on Friday, and it was very close to the path of the EF4. Uh, people were gathering at the school, getting bused to the neighborhoods, and they were just helping. And there was a group of uh, Mennonites from Kentucky that drove up, part of a, a Christian ministry that came up, a big group. And uh, so I saw license plates from all over Ohio. I saw a couple from Tuscarawas County that drove over to help. And it, 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 it blew my mind. It almost makes you a little emotional just seeing the, the, the positive response from people all over, not only Dayton, but Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Well, here's the good news, uh, Michael, uh, from Observation. I'll share with you the good news that uh, just a couple of years later, I think it was three, in 2013, we went back to that uh, uh, that uh, block that was obliterated by the 2010 tornado, by the EF4, and you couldn't tell that a tornado had gone through. It was like, wow, what a transformation. You think of those things, and you think of things like, when Mount St. Helens erupted uh, back in the uh, 1980s. Uh, and people said, oh, the forest won't come back for decades and decades. It'll be barren for, you know, until 2020. Well, it was only two years later that the new growth was happening and uh, four years later that a forest had taken over. Uh, it wow. happens rapidly, and uh, rebuilding will happen in that community rapidly, too. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot of emotional scars, um, and I think people maybe will be a little more prepared for the next one. Absolutely, and it is remarkable, especially because of what time this happened. Uh, these tornadoes were rolling through. I believe we had our first break-in uh, with TV coverage just after 9 o'clock uh, p.m. on Monday night. And our station was on the air for 14 hours straight, you know, with post coverage. Mm -hmm. And um, the for the EF4 tornado, I believe, touched down around 1041, which, of course, is after dark, making it impossible to see. Right. Um, and but I think what helped is that it was just before bedtime for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people were up watching TV after the long weekend. So I feel like there were pe more people that were at home 
preparing for bed, watching their shows, and um, they they were be they were able to be informed. If it was in the middle of the day, people might have been at the park on Memorial Day. Uh, people would have been caught out doing things. Um, I think I think that is one reason. And what's also remarkable is, and you have uh, so much experience in the TV field uh, over the years with people that you they'll call in and complain that you're cutting into your favorite show. Um, we had that at first. The, the Bachelorette was on ABC at the time, and we we the, the tone changed very quickly with the public and. First, we, we had many complaints, and then now we've been having people driving up to the station thanking us for the for staying on for so long. And I would say now the, the, the reaction is about 98% positive. You still have a couple people that thought we should have kept the show on, but there's absolutely, absolutely no way that in this type of situation we we were going off the air. And that, I, I give credit to the other stations in in Dayton too. I mean, this is this is really bringing the community together uh, to to keep people informed. Um, because without that, I yeah, you're right. I do think the casualties would have been much higher. Uh, take me uh, to one other element of something that you and your station uh, are involved with in terms of severe weather. Uh, and I noticed this well before the severe weather uh, recent outbreak of the last couple of weeks. But you have a special program where you go out and teach people uh, tornado safety. What is that called? How does that work? Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's really incredible what we do. Uh, so we just completed our third year of what we call Team Tornado at uh, ABC 22 and Fox 45. And I'm going to give credit to our uh, morning meteorologist, Greg Bobus. He, when he came to our station uh, about three years ago, he brought this program that he had started uh, at his first station in Rockford, Illinois, and then his second station in South Bend, Indiana. He brought this program to our station, and basically what it is is we try to visit as many elementary schools as we can across our viewing area. So we, we, we focus uh on doing a different set of schools each year about 30 in 20 to 30 in a year and we go uh all the way from salina to bell fountain ohio wapakoneta down to uh dayton springfield xenia and everywhere in between and we do an hour long t- assembly style talk to second through sixth graders uh basically about what to do when uh, a tornado warning or even severe thunderstorm warnings any type of severe weather what to do in that situation and it is such a rewarding and incredible experience to go out to these communities um over the course of four weeks from mid-april to mid-may uh the three of us on our weather team will go to about eight to ten schools each so it's very busy you know and this is an this is in addition to our scheduled duties and any long days due to severe weather on top of it right mm-hmm. but we, we we usually spend about 25 minutes uh, initially talking to the kids we'll bring kids out of the audience to help demonstrate how radar works and um how hail is formed and then we show them a video um that's age appropriate that shows tornadoes shows the destruction that it can cause at a level that kids can understand and then afterward we would do a little bit of trivia i open up the florida questions and uh, I truly enjoy this so, so much. And like I said, we just wrapped up our third season of this 
uh, about a week ago, right before a week before Memorial Day. So I think the timing was right to do it in the peak of tornado season. And um, one of the schools was very close to the damage path of the EF4. So we're now that school is ending, it's it's tough, but we are trying to reach out to uh, some of the affected communities as well and mm-hmm. just kind of follow up with them. And I'm certain that that's going to be a priority for us uh, moving into the next year. Michael, you may not ever know it uh, other than speculation, but uh, chances are somewhere along the line with all of the schools and all of the students that you touched, all of the information, all of the prep work, uh, you may have been directly responsible for saving lives down there in Dayton. So uh, good work, uh, good work to your team. Great idea, and uh, keep up the good work, uh, especially uh, as uh, we continue through the season. It looks like we'll finally see a little bit of a break, not only for us, but uh, the, the folks in the Midwest. And uh, we're grateful that, yes. uh, yeah, the next week uh, we'll have a chance to, to catch some sleep, and much more so for you than me because uh, you were <laughs> in ground zero. So, uh, Michael, get some sleep, and I uh, hope that we can catch ba- or touch bases and catch up again uh, very, very soon. Absolutely. Well, Andre, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. WeatherJazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the WeatherJazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on WeatherJazz.